Atreus' son, told the army to wash for rites, and they rinsed away their grime in the sea, then offered Apollo burnt sacrifice of bulls and goats beside their restless waves. Coiling smoke carried the savor to heaven. So, in case you haven't already gathered, this is Lessons from the Lore. I'm Toby, and we're back in Book 1 of the Iliad by Homer. We're actually not going to talk a lot about what I just read. That was just, best I could tell, the first record of an offering that has been presented presented in the text. And, yeah, what I take from that is basically that cleanliness is important. They washed the grimes prior, they washed the grime in the sea prior to making their offering. Today we're talking about uh, Achilles speaking to his mother, because it falls under my personal purview of interactions of mortals and gods. Achilles is the mortal son of his mother, the goddess Thetis. And I want to say right now, um, my, my picture of Achilles and of Thetis and of their relationship and of Patrocles and his relationship, all of this <clears throat> is colored much more by the book, the, the Song of Achilles, written by Madeline Miller. Uh, which kind of is a novelization of this story. And, uh, yeah, includes a lot more gay sex than I normally read, but uh, it's definitely worth reading. And it, like that, that made human to me a lot of the experiences and of the, the, the idea of interacting with an immortal who just shows up and is often disapproving. <clears throat> Here's a short excerpt from the text on the back. Despite their differences, Achilles befriends the shamed prince, and as they grow into young men skilled in the arts of war and medicine, their bond blossoms into something deeper. Despite the displeasure of Achilles' mother Thetis, a cruel sea goddess. So yeah, you have an idea how Thetis is, is portrayed there. And... Uh, that book kind of really informed my idea of how I see the gods, like aloof to the point of almost coldness. Um, but before we begin, I want to first ask Apollo and Thetis to help me with this. Apollo, god of light, of poetry, and of music. I ask that you gild my tongue as I begin to try to make sense of the lore that our ancestors have left us. And Theotis, I ask that you keep me from too great an error as I begin to tell your story. So be it. Okay, so I'm going to skip over that bit of them actually making an offering because probably next week or next time I record, I'll be talking more about the offerings or the, the, a bigger text regarding offering in the Iliad. Today I want to talk about Achilles and how he speaks to his mother. And I'm going to start reading from line 349. Tearful. Achilles walked away from his men and gazed at the hoary sea's trackless breadth. He spread his arms and called his mother, Theotis. Mother, 
Since you gave me only a little brief life, the Olympian ought to favor and honor me, high thundering Zeus, but he does not. Atreus' son, powerful Agamemnon, has shamed me by making my woman his own. Uh, yeah. And then it continues, and his mother hears, and he asks, and she asks him to tell her what happened, and he says, why should I tell you? You know. But nonetheless, he recaps the story, which I'll do now very briefly. Basically, uh, Agamemnon refused Apollo's priest something. Apollo brought down a plague. Achilles called for an assembly, asked for omens to be taken. Their seer said, hey, Agamemnon's got to give this woman back. I'm sorry, the thing Apollo's priest asked for was his daughter back. He came with ransom and was going to observe cultural norms. And Agamemnon disrespected the priest. And so the seer says, the reason we're in this plague is Agamemnon, king of the Greeks, has offended Apollo, and Apollo is punishing us. And following that, Agamemnon and Achilles, Achilles is the one who just spoke, they have a bit of a tat, of a, tat, a tussle, in which Agamemnon says, I'll give this girl back, but I want someone else to give me a replacement girl. And Achilles says, hello, we don't have any like backup girls hanging around. They've all been awarded. You're a greedy jerk. And yeah, it ends with Agamemnon flexing his like political muscles by taking Achilles, uh, I keep saying girl, trophy, the, the slave, but just to dem demonstrate he can take what he wants, Achilles, who sees himself as the best fighter of the Greeks, is insulted, goes back to his ships and says, I'm not fighting until you come back and apologize to me. Yeah, so that's the whole summary. And then, maybe I should have read it, it would have been more articulate. But here, I'm going to jump ahead to line... 393, I believe. Mother, help your son, if indeed you can. Visit high Olympus and remind Zeus how often you once aided him when he had need. Oftentimes, in my father's hall, I heard about the day when Kronos' cloud-wrapped son faced misery that you alone averted. Three mighty Olympians, Olympians schemed to overthrow him. Hera, Pallas Athena, and Poseidon. You, goddess, Daringly untied his bonds, then called Uranus hundred-handed son. Gods name him Venerius, but mortals call him Aegeon, whose strength outmatches even his father's. Aegeon sided with Zeus, who soon triumphed, because the scheming gods gave up afraid. Sit by him now. Remind him. Clasp his knees and see if he is willing to let the Trojans drive the Greeks to the ship's sterns and the sea. Then those who survive will resent their king, Atreus' far-ruling son, because they will know how foolish he was to wrong the best Achaean. Uh, yeah, that continues. Basically, Thetis answers, and she says, I can't speak to him now, he's in Ethiopia, but when he comes back, I will do this. And she does it, like, later in the, in the book one, which we're not going to get into because it's the gods between themselves and is 
not gods and mortals, but she does exactly as he asks. And, um, yeah, that is, like, the first time we see Thetis interacting with Achilles. And interesting is, Thetis clearly is interested in Achilles' lot. And, like, this goes back to everything I say all the time. She's interested because they have a relationship. Obviously, he's her son. Uh, and you and I don't have the option to simply be adopted by a god. At least, I don't. But I think it's the idea of building a relationship. And another thing is, like, maybe this comes back to my Christian upbringing, but how often, like, as a Christian child that I hear, God always answers prayers. Sometimes no is an answer. Uh, I shouldn't use that voice for every Christian, but what I'm saying is, like, in this, we have Achilles, who is the son of a goddess, who is... She's, like, completely focused on his career right now. And nonetheless, she says, I've got to wait for Zeus to get back before I can speak to him. There's this idea that... Uh, I guess, like, to me, the idea is prayer is putting something into the hands of the god you're approaching. No. First is the idea of the intermediary. Right now, what what Achilles thinks he needs is Zeus's help. Zeus should allow the Trojans to, like, push the Greeks back. But his strongest relationship is with his mother, and so he uses he asks her to serve as an intermediary, and she, like, because this is one of those times when the gods can simply, like, give a verbal response, she says, okay, but it's going to take a few days because he's not available to me right now. And so... I don't directly have a picture of how the gods work in my mind. That's something I hope to get from the lore. But it's clear that they aren't all omnipresent all the time, or Theodos would just be like, it's done. Um, and to me, that kind of means I can put something in the... I am really... As far as gods go, I I am working hardest to develop a relationship with Proserpina, or her Greek name is Persephone. And so I can say to her, hey, could you please do like take this into your portfolio of things to take care of? But that, that doesn't mean she's got time to take care of it now. That is my biggest takeaway. Uh, that and that apparently, despite my liking it short and sweet, it does not seem you can ever be too long-winded with a god and... Maybe this is another cultural thing. It seems insulting to me to tell a god something the god already knows. But apparently it's not. And those are all things worth bearing in mind for my own prayer practice. Alrighty, the, that's it for today. I feel like that's enough. It was quite a bit of reading. Next time we do this, we're going to be talking about the sacrifice. And that's going to include like me making a diversion into, like, fasting and veganism and weirdness, which is completely not all in the lore. So, you have that to look forward to, or now's a good time to stop listening? I don't know. All right. I want to thank you for listening, and Apollo...
I want to thank you for the light which you're shedding. I hope that through you I've been able to illuminate a little bit myself. And I thank you for your presence today. Thetis, Goddess, I don't understand you, but I'm a parent. I think I can understand your motives. I thank you for your presence today. So be it. And if you're still listening, I thank you for your presence today. I'll talk to you next time.